Watch the video version of this podcast at olderandwiser.com. All across America, um, local governments are lifting COVID restrictions. Are we ready for this? We're going to talk about that today on Older and Wiser. And joining me from her home in Northern California is my good friend, Susan Sakura. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. Are we ready for COVID to be over? Let me tell you something. <laughs> I feel like we've been at this point before. Yeah. yeah. And I have heard more than several doctors, which is the only people I kind of listen to, people who are the experts who are studying this thing and have been with it longer than probably we have, is that... Um, they say it's it's they're afraid they're going to jump the gun. Everybody's yeah. jumping the gun. Yes, it's not the CDC like, that is recommending there. this. It's the it's local governments. It's it's right. the, it's politicians who want to get rid of it. Because their- they feel that the numbers are going down in terms of deaths and hospitalizations and they are. But the case numbers are still too high. Yeah. And what I feel we have to do is to have the self-discipline to say numbers are down, it looks good. Give it another week or give it an, I don't I don't know what the magic number is. I'm not a doctor. But if you give it just a little more time and you say, okay, we got it. It's there. We're not increasing numbers. Our, our caseloads are down as well. Yeah. Then I think we'll be there. But we're, I, I think we're a little ahead of the game on this. I think we're at a point where if we, if we extended it beyond what we need a little bit, not months, but even just a couple of weeks. Exactly. Okay? I mean, I'm guessing. Yeah. I would think at that point, then we could say, okay, it really is down. All the numbers are good. Everything's going in the right direction. And by the way, do you need a fourth vaccine or not? Maybe that'll be, you know, decided. And the the uh, vaccine for the little ones, all the vaccines for those under five will also be there. Um, I think Absolutely. that would be it. But no, I'm I think afraid right. we're at this thing at this moment where everybody gets like, okay, it's over. Yeah. Then everybody jumps into the deep end of the pool, and all of a sudden... It's all going to come back. The next wave, we're just going to be inundated right. again. A new I Axios Ipsos poll shows that two-thirds do not believe it's possible for the U.S. to eradicate the coronavirus uh, within the next year. What do you think about that? Do you think it you is going to be around through 2022? I don't, I don't know. And I'm trying to get comfortable, and I wish more, more people would get comfortable with the words I don't know, because they don't always. And this is an evolving thing. So it might. It, you know, we might have a good control on it. It might become like the flu when you get a vaccine every year. Okay, so you get a shot every year, you make them available, you make them easy, and you see what's going on. Maybe time will convince those who have not gotten vaccinated. I don't know that it's ever going to go away. I hear a lot of the experts saying it probably won't go away completely. Yeah, uh, yeah I think I think it's going to go down. I think hopefully yeah. 2022 is going to see some happy times near the end, but but it, we, it's going to be around. It may be around for years and years. Currently, 56% of Americans feel it is um, a large or moderate risk to return to their pre-coronavirus life right now. So over half of people in America agree with you, Susan, that it's too soon to be pulling up. Well, all you know these what was interesting, I, I, and I may have addressed this in a, in a past uh, conversation, but um, for a while I wasn't going to church because I didn't want to be inside a building, and I found another church that was doing the service outside. So I went outdoors and I felt safe. Um, I was vaccinated, but there was plenty of distance, and it was outdoors. makes a big difference. Um, and then they went back in, and I thought, this is too soon. Too soon. And it, and it turned out it was. And all of a sudden, I looked on the website just to see, because I heard numbers were going up again. So they went back outdoors. I went back 
outdoors because I didn't go indoors. I went back outdoors to the service. And now on the website it says, we're going back indoors. And yeah. I'm thinking, stay out I one just, or two more weeks. Do we not learn? It's just that's exactly right. We got to learn from what we our mistakes, and we don't. And you know seem to what else to too? Uh, let, let's not mince this little factor also, and that is that for the uh, what is the reason everybody's jumping the gun? Is it because we really think the virus is conquered, or is it because we're not making the money, or we can't get to the job, or the kids are? Well, back that's a school? lot of it. That's a lot of it. And yeah, there's I mean, a vast chunk of America who really feels like. Let's just get all get sick and get it, and then it will be over. Also, there are there's also a vast chunk of America who who feel like the um, the strong will survive, the weak will perish, and that's okay. They are okay with that scenario, which is kind of sad. But I think that's true. Which I think that's always cool. been true. Yeah, and it's cool. also a little hypocritical because a lot of the people who say that are also usually. Uh, um, what can I say? Let's just say they're preaching a lot on a lot of things that are very rigorous in a moral code. And uh, But it's okay to let people die. <laughs> so now as people are taking off their masks and going back into grocery stores, I guess those of us who still feel concerned need to sort of shore up our defenses and wear a more... Uh, protective mask than ever before. So everyone's yes. out there searching now for the KN95s or the, the N95 masks, the really good ones, you know, the, the uh -huh. yeah. The, and I so, yeah, is that going to help us? Allow me to just look over here on my little prop table. <laughs> and uh, yesterday I went into um, CVS here and I got a Honeywell model. Let's see, what does it say? Oh, Honeywell makes the actual N95s. Did you get it some N95s? Three. Good for they you. Good they, for you. We weren't out. I, I walked uh, when I was checking out because I was picking up a few things and I said, do you have the masks? And she said, I don't have them here, but we do have them. And she called to the back. And within two minutes, the guy was, he came up with a great big box and he said, help yourself. And I, I took three because that's what you're supposed to have. And these are the ones that's great. that have the, um, the strings behind your head. Yeah. And they're substantial. You can you can you can feel it. You know. I mean, it's it's got little holes here for breathing. I think, but it's not. But you can see through it. But you, it's not completely. That's much more substantial yeah. than uh, any of the other masks that we we now, currently have out there. Now it doesn't seem to um, have a, a metal thing here for the nose, but. Um, but it feels like when you put it on your face and you breathe in and out, do you feel like it creates a little suction? So that I haven't tried it on. Well, try it on for us. Would you like me to try it on for you? Well, yeah, my question would be, when you breathe in, do you, do you feel like the air is being forced through the, the mask itself as opposed to around the edges? Okay, this feels, first of all, let me say, this the one that I have feels pretty snug here. Yeah. This, this, is it uncomfortable to wear? It's a little warm, but then again, okay. that just could be me or just could be, you know. Yeah. Um, it feels a little tighter. A little you tighter. Know, than, and the other one I had, but the other one I had was a better one, but it was an old one, and I had had it from smoke from the wildfire days. Right. <laughs> so I, I mean, I guess what the bummer part is that um, the the greatest thing about masks is that they uh, keep people who are infected from infecting others. That's the real plus side of of, of these masks. Uh -huh. So now, if we've taken taking the masks off of those who may be infecting us, you mess your hair up. And the now it's just for people to protect themselves against inhaling the virus, right? Um, 
there's really no, yeah, I don't know, I'd be curious to know how much protection one really gets from I would say that. this, at this point, I would think that if you have to get together with somebody, if you can wait, wait. If you can't, do it outside. Do it outside. Because I think with or without a mask. Well, we're still going to do that, yeah. Especially outdoors is the safest. Yeah. And for us in California, that's an easy do. For a lot of other places, it's not. Fortunately, uh, summer's on its way, and maybe it'll be a little easier for yeah, other parts I mean, of the country you know, too. Nobody wants to to hit the days of Passover and Easter and all of that in the spring and find out that we have to go back to lockdown. That's what we all want to avoid. According to this survey, 16% say normal life is a large risk right now. So going back to normal life, that's a big risk. But only 16% believe that. 54% said attending in-person gatherings with people outside of their household presents a large or moderate risk. 47% of parents think it is a large or moderate risk to send their child to school or daycare. Uh, boy, I'm glad I don't have little kids right now because I would be worried. And I'm glad I don't, I'm not teaching full-time like I did many moons ago. Uh, and also, I have to say, uh, friends of mine who were also teachers and, and taught longer in uh, both high school and grade school, uh, I've also said they're glad they're retired. Because I have to say, as, as good as this is, and it's free, thank you for to our government, um, I wouldn't want to have to wear this for seven hours straight. I'd it's tough. Outside the door, and <sighs> I know you, you, <laughs> you, know, you feel a little out of breath after you've Long had day. it on for a while. Uh, you know, I yeah. get that these things are. are it's easy for us as retired type folk to say, "Well, right. I'm going to put my mask on to go into the grocery for a few minutes, and yes. wow, I can do all this." But you got to appreciate and feel for the folks who work eight hours a day and have to keep that mask on all day. And 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 as you discovered by putting that. Uh, that uh, N95 mask on, it's a little close and a little uncomfortable. This one is anyway. I yeah. mean, I don't know if everybody's getting the exact same uh, make. As I said, it's made by Honeywell, and um, you know, it's got the NIOSH, and, and it says N95. So, I mean, I guess yeah. this is probably as good as you can get. And yeah. the price is right; it was free. Good. So I've got that's it. great. It, it looks like I went to grab three, and I grabbed four. Uh oh, <laughs> she's a hoarder. She's a hoarder. Uh, what about the vax proof of vaccinations? According to this survey, uh, businesses requiring customers to show proof of vaccination before being allowed into stores, uh, 51% still favor that, and 48% oppose being forced to show. Uh, vaccination, proof of vaccination. I've never been asked to show it in, I, in a doctor's office. I, I think I had to when I went to, I, I usually go annually for dermatology thing, checkup. And um, I think I went to the dentist last year because I chipped a tooth. And while I was there, he did the x-rays and all of that. And everybody was very masked and it seemed like they were doing the right things. And I think I did have to show it there. Other than that, if I go into a grocery store, nobody says, can I see it? Yeah. Um, I think I was only asked once, maybe twice, and both times it was at a restaurant. Yeah. You know what I think would help, too? Um, if maybe, and maybe this is a, a government grant that might make sense, or at least paying for part of it or, or most of it, would be to be able to... Um, Find out what the state-of-the-art ventilation system would be and allow people to put that in, whether it's churches or libraries or grocery stores, so that people know this is a safe ventilation or as safe as you can get. Um, it's such the science of all of this is so wobbly and easily argued that even that is, is, is hard. I think we're going to be through this. 
the worst of this by the end of this year. So let's I just keep our so. fingers crossed. We can just make it to the end of 2022. Maybe because, we'll... the, because the death toll is over 900,000, and I don't want to see us hit a million. No. All right. Um, speaking of COVID, this is kind of interesting. During the COVID pandemic, um, this survey comes to us from the UK, and apparently, um, <laughs> many people who were um, during the pandemic decided they would stop brushing their teeth, or at least for a while. What is this about? This poll of two. Anyway. I know. This poll of 2,000 adults uh, found that 22% of Brits admit to going at least three days without brushing their teeth. What do you three think? Days. What do you think? First of all, I haven't, if I've ever done that in my life, I don't remember when it was. <laughs> I, I, Maybe a never, camping trip or something where no, you I forgot your camp. toothbrush. I, stay, I, I didn't go camping. My parents couldn't afford it, and I had to stay home and brush my teeth all summer. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, um, I. in fact, I've had days, I will say this, I will cop to the fact that if I've slept in a little later, because as we all know, those of us who are older and wiser, sleeping tends to be a little, you know, there was a time in my life I could, Go to sleep at the drop of a hat. Yeah. Take a nap, you bet. Um, and now it's like, oh, well, you know, I don't know if I can sleep tonight or other nights I can. It depends on, you know, what I've done before and all of that. So um, that that can be a problem. Um, but well, 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 what do you, how, how I, is that a problem with your teeth? All right, well, here's what it is. If I sleep later in the morning, you know, if I think, well, I don't have to get up and do anything. If I don't have anything on that day, if I want to sleep an extra hour or half hour, I do. I see. But then I wake up later and I have my coffee. Oh, okay. And you, you get your coffee before you later, brush your teeth, right? Yeah. Is later yeah. Than, than lunch is uh, earlier. Yeah, yeah, okay. So no so, point in... So you I may have gotten to, to the lunch break without realizing you haven't even brushed your teeth yet this morning. Well, or knowing it and saying, I'll brush right after lunch. And then <laughs> yeah. not doing it right away, getting involved with something else. Yeah, so I know. I've, I've done that. No, I've done that. But that's that's, that's but, 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 kind but, but, of... But to, to go three days without brushing... I can't go to bed without actually, brushing my teeth. i got to brush my look, teeth before I go to bed. During the pandemic, I have actually had days, many days, especially in the very beginning, where I was brushing my teeth three times a day. <laughs> In the morning. What was that about? In breakfast. And then after lunch and then before bed. And I also <laughs> use my water flosser. Nearly a quarter of respondents did not visit the dentist at all in 2021. I was I might have been one of those. Actually, 2020 was the year I didn't want to go into the dentist's office. Right. I was same here. And then I chipped a tooth and I needed to do that. Yeah. I so. put it off because I felt like of all the places you could catch COVID-19. When you're in a dentist's office with your mask off and all these people huddled over you, that's just a recipe for disaster. I called ahead um, because the, um, the the chip that I knocked out was in the front. And I thought, I can't look at that more than two days. And um, I called and I said, how safe is it and what precautions are you taking? And they said, um, you know, everybody was vaccinated at that point. Well, it's nice that they said that. My dentist would not say that everyone was vaccinated. They couldn't, they couldn't force everybody. The, they couldn't tell me if the dentist himself was, but they said people in the office were. And when I got there, I asked the dentist. I said, "Were you vaccinated?" And he said, "Yes." So yeah. he was allowed. To yeah, I, I would just write. I come right out and ask too. You're absolutely yeah, I right. Do. I don't mind th that. I mean, I think you know, it's if they want to say it's none of your business. Uh, I don't have to tell you that information. I'm, you you kind of get your answer, don't you? Yeah, and not only that, then I would say, you know what, this appointment's over because. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not uh, spending uh, an hour with a guy uh, digging around in my mouth if he hasn't been yes. vaccinated. Right. 
Um, I find this interesting. Uh, only 1 in 20 admit that they only change their toothbrush every six months. Every six months is a long time to go with a dirty toothbrush, but I would have thought more people would say, gosh, I never change my toothbrush. But Well, I think, I don't know if it's dirty as much as it is worn out, because probably you rinse it quite a bit um, in the process, hopefully. But don't I you mean, think it gets full of bacteria sitting there on your in the cup on your... Uh, you can always rinse it with a little hydrogen peroxide before you start, or rinse yeah. it with... I mean, I always rinse mine with water, but, but I have the... Um, the electric toothbrush, you know, the Sonicare. And so at some point, all of a sudden, you realize, oh, that doesn't look good. That's worn out. He's done. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I wonder how often they, I wonder how, really how often you should replace your toothbrush. I bet I, it's once I, a month or something. Months, six months? No, once a month. I don't, you That's mean too the much? Kind, plain old, old fashioned kind? Yeah, like a plain old hand toothbrush. How often should you? Well, I don't know because a lot of people who use the plain old hand toothbrush don't really brush as they should or as long as they should. Yeah. I guess that's right. So it doesn't wear. It depends on the wear. Okay, here's an interesting survey. I love this headline. 40% of Americans think they could compete in the Olympics. What is wrong with these people? <laughs> I love this. Mirror. One poll surveyed 1,000 U.S. residents, and according to the survey, 40% think they're fit enough to compete in at least one summer or winter Olympic sport. At least Would the one. sport include sitting on the sidewalk eating potato chips and see how many bags you can go through and break a record? Because then maybe I'd be there. Frankly, no. What I about mean, curling? Athletes are in top sh I haven't watched the Olympics as much. I don't know. if You, you know what curling them? is, right? You've seen curling. This is, the, this is the sport where they've got the big round rock, kind of. Yes. And they push it. Yes. And then people try to, like, to sweep in front of it to try to get it to go in the right direction. That doesn't seem like a sport to me in the first place, but it does seem like a sport I could probably do. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. You're about the third person to make a curling joke in the last two weeks that I've heard. <laughs> Somebody said, I'm watching curling, and it was a joke. Yeah. Um, and I said, really? And I had to remember what it was. Every time I hear it, I have to remember again. So I must I must totally blank out on curling. But um, no, I mean, I watched um, I watched these skaters the other night, Nathan Chen. Um, and I watched uh, the women's skating. And right now, that's kind of a question. I saw this Russian girl, Mila. She was mm -hmm. fabulous. But there are questions now about the... the substance or whatever did she know did somebody get all this junk and i hope it's okay because she was brilliant but those but, are sports you you would never say i think i might be able to do that you and are? secondly if i could i would i know i know in my bones and in my gut i would never be anywhere <laughs> near that good can you skate no. at all can you if you were to go to an ice skating rink could you would you be able to make the circle you are looking at the most non-athletic person in all your friends and i don't care you can go through the address book this afternoon or your list or whatever you have on your phone and i can i can promise you i could guarantee i'm the least athletic friend you have okay so no to the skating question no skating uh, no of the, and I don't ski. You don't have to ask that. Oh, I won't ask that. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, obviously the people who feel like they can do this, 60% were men, 70% were under the age of 35. So most of the people who feel like they could compete in the Olympics or at least participate in the Olympics uh, were younger men. I kind of get that because when you're young and you're working out and you're feeling strong, you do feel All like, hey, I, I could run a little. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, it, it, it makes a difference. And also, if you started this when you were young, they showed some footage of Nathan Chen again when he was 
three years old, he was on the ice. I mean, adorable, but cute. But it wasn't just a thing. For him, he was going to do this. And he was watching the Olympics as a little kid. I mean, he grew up with this. This was something he was dedicated to. It wasn't like my piano lessons. I mean, yeah. I put some time into that, and I was even a music major <laughs> my first year. They should have Olympics. They should have piano lessons as an Olympic sport. And then you well, could I think compete. They call that the Van Cliburn um, contest or something or whatever they call it. Competition. I'm sure they don't say contest. But, you know, yeah. I mean, there's there are events for a lot of things. And there are certain people who are first of all, just playing gifted in certain um, activities. And they have a lot of talent. And then the question, though, is how much, you know, sweat and uh, hard work are they willing to put in on a consistent basis? Maybe it just looks easier on TV than it really would be. (laughs) By the way, the most common sports that the respondents said they could compete in were basketball, soccer, and swimming. You know, you see people swim, and it does look kind of easy. Like, I can swim, so... I swim. I, I swam yesterday. Yeah. But I have to tell you, because it's warm in California right now, so I'd, I'd go out there and do... But, I mean, first of all, I hadn't done anything physically uh, challenging, and you don't want to know how long. So the first time back in the pool, I, thought, I think I did one lap across and back, and I thought, oh, if I can do 10 laps, it'll be a miracle. Well, I actually did 20. I took my time, so yeah. I did it. Good. Uh, and it was challenging. But there's no way, even though I did it, my form is awful, and um, my stamina, eh, and my time slow. I got in there and moved. That's what works Good. for me. You know, and you got to cut yourself some Olympics. slack because at our age, uh, listen, you just if you can just get in the pool and swim a lap or two, that's that's. I think that's impressive, Susan. I do. My my deal to myself when I first uh, joined a, a swim club years ago uh, back here was just keep moving just keep moving yeah it doesn't have to be olympic style it doesn't have to be um you know beautiful it but just keep moving if you can keep moving for you know whatever so i i think i guess i did it certainly a half hour maybe 40 it, it took me a while to do it but but it's done is the point and i'm Good gonna try to go out again and do it today proud of you proud of you okay finally today uh we're returning to a topic we've sort of touched on a couple of times over the years um and that is pizza uh, I don't know why we keep coming back to this, but here's a headline for us. Uh, that what is what your favorite pizza topping says about your taste in romantic partners? This was in the Mirror, the uh, UK publication. Uh, according to this, a poll of 2,000 adults um, identified the correlation between their go-to pizza and what they find attractive in a prospective partner. <laughs> don't understand the connection. Don't get it. Do not get it. According to this, if you like blondes, you're more likely to like pepperoni. My husband was blonde, and I don't like pepperoni. I don't think I've ever eaten a pepperoni pizza. Then we'll throw out the hair color thing, because I think that's ridiculous. Well, it doesn't work for me. Of those polled, 15% claimed they would not date someone who ate pizza with a knife and fork. Ah. Your thoughts? That might be a deal breaker for me. <laughs> right. I'm Italian, and I grew up in Long Branch, New Jersey, where I have to tell you, Long Branch had some things that were wonderful. There, it's by the ocean. A lot of Italians that lived there, and pizzerias. You could find some really good pizzerias back in the day. Okay, you can still get the thin. Crust so they 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 would tastes. frown on you eating it with a fork, though. I assume. a knife and fork. I, you know, what is this, Mr. Mrs. Astor's pet? I mean, seriously, I, I just, I can't imagine. You take, you, you, it's, it's, it's finger food. Would okay? it, would it make you feel as though the person who is eating the pizza with a fork 
was being too um, uppity. Like they they think they're too it fancy. Would be like, for me. It would be like dating um, Felix Unger from the Odd Couple. Ah, uh, 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 uh. yeah. you can't. You don't want to get any grease on your finger. Out or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, more than one in six, a fifteen percent, wouldn't go out with someone who leaves the crusts on the plate. Do you eat your crusts? I do eat my crust. Uh, even if the crust isn't fabulous, I do like the crust, but I do like bread. Um, I, but I've seen people leave really good crust. I think you have to be careful. You can chip a tooth easily on the crust, depending on how it's How hard it is. Sometimes but the crust gets like hard. Yeah. Yeah. And some pizza crusts are very large. Like, I yeah. think the new thing now is the big rib around the outside. I feel like in the olden days of pizza, it was just a flat pie right and it's now crust. it seems like they're adding the big handle on the outside now i'm not sure you have to eat the handle no not only that they're stuffing it i mean stuffing it with cheese sometimes yeah are we talking a burrito on the edge of the pizza I mean, <laughs> yeah a burrito on the, the edge of the not pizza. enough what do you either you need more topping on the pizza or you've got the wrong topping or i don't know or you're starving and you should get another pizza but i mean to eat crust stuffed with cheese Come on, America. That's a lot of cheese. That's like you got, che- you got you got cheese there already. You got you don't have to put it in the, inside the crust as well. Seventeen oh, percent uh, would be put off by someone who likes pineapple on their pizza. Yeah, I don't like pineapple. But pineapple. But is yeah, oh, it's fine to so here's what I don't get. I understand that you might not like pineapple, but why would you be put off by someone else who does? That's what I, 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 I didn't say I don't like pineapple. I don't like pineapple on pizza. That's what I'm saying, too. According to this survey, people who are going out on a date with someone and they want pineapple on their pizza, that would put them off of that person because that person liked pineapple. No, no. That doesn't seem right, right? Listen, I don't know. I mean, if I were dating somebody that I truly had a lot of very important things in common with and there was an attraction and, you know, it was going in the right direction and then we went out and had pizza and and that person said, I think I want pineapple on my pizza, I wouldn't say, don't ever call me again. Um, But that's what these people are saying. 21% say they don't want to go out with somebody who would put tuna on a pizza. 23% said they wouldn't go out with somebody who would put anchovies on a pizza are these the same people that think they're going to the olympics and they really won't <laughs> they might be <laughs> ah. according to this sharing a pizza is a big thread here uh, what do you feel about sharing a pizza first of all to me pizza is a sharing food you don't not share a pizza you get a pizza and everybody eats some of it but but according to this almost four in ten 39 percent would be fine sharing but 35 percent do not want to share their pizza with well, a date. There's a there's a place near uh, it, it, it's it's in San Rafael. It's called Amici's. Not doing a commercial here, but they do make fabulous. Pizza. I've heard of Amici's. Yeah. Okay, and they have a pizza that is clam and I think it's roasted garlic. Oh, it is to die for. Mm, you love it. When my husband and I went there, they had individual pizzas, and this one and I, that's what I would get, and he would get. Um, you know, meat and cheese and pepperoni and all that stuff. And I didn't eat any. I would never share that because I'm not a I'm not a red meat eater. Haven't been for years. So you but guys did not share pizza. Pretty much no, unless mm. we ordered something and he got it would get half vegetarian and half sausage. Okay, so you can kind of understand why the the uh, there is a thing about sharing. Seventy eight percent would be open to swapping a sw- a slice of their pizza in exchange for a slice of their dates, but. 
They don't want the date to just take a slice of their pizza, apparently. That would be too intimate and a little pushy, I guess. How long have you been going out? <laughs> because married people, I used to get this all the time. Yeah. He'd order dessert and I'd go, no, that's all right. I'm I don't want any. And then you'd eat it. And then he gets some fabulous. I could I have a taste of that? He goes, why don't we get your own? I said, no, yeah. I don't want a whole one. I just want a taste of that. Yeah. My wife that's, that's would do that That's a whole other thing. Well. I think that's territorial or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in the beginning, you do anything to please, of course. And you, you say, certainly. I oh, let's Not all anymore. eat off the same fork. But by the time you've been married about 10 years... You're like, you know what? No. You eat your own food. I'll eat mine. <laughs> We're done. Yeah. Well, I have to say, um, I, you know, I still did like, you know, can I have a taste of that? That kind of thing. Because I wanted to see if I liked it. Yeah. No, I get it. Maybe I'll order it next time. Right. But um, no. And no. Some people get very upset. thing about when you're going out to please someone, I have to say, and I'm only speaking for myself, but I think I could speak for a few girlfriends I have as well. Um, at this point in life, the older and wiser stage that women are in, uh-huh. I don't think I'm going out to please anybody. If you're not happy with me, this is goodbye. I hear you. I mean, a lot of people are, are annoyed about the French fry stealing thing, too. Have you, you know, heard of oh, that? Oh, well, now. Like, oh, you order something with fries, and then your date starts taking the fries off of your plate, and that's, mm-hmm. that's, that can yeah, be that's, a deal breaker. That can be a deal breaker. My husband used to get, there was a place called Fourth and C in, um, in Petaluma, and um, he was working in Petaluma, and he'd call me from the car on the little cell phone. He'd say, do um, you want fourth and see? It was fried fish. We didn't have it all the time, you know. But I used to say to him, because I learned, I said, by the time you get home, you're going to eat the fries. So get two orders of fries, because I want some of the, the fries were delicious. They're, I mean, it's probably terrible for you, but you're not doing it every night. I couldn't like No, I fries. get it, though. And you, you knew that he would, on the way, he would reach into the bag and eat all the fries. So by the time yes, he, he got home, there wouldn't be any fries left. Yeah. If you said to him, put the whole order in the back seat behind the driver's seat so you can't reach it while you're driving, That's he would right. have done it. With McDonald's fries, and I haven't eaten in McDonald's in... 15 years probably no, because because fries. I just I can't do it but I love their fries. They have wonderful wonderful delicious french fries. By the and, way, and I used to accidentally on purpose spill some of the fries into the bag because if the fries came out of the fry container and then went down into the paper bag, I that felt like that was uh, you know fair game. <laughs> For the drive home. That was a sign from the fast food god saying, go ahead, Bob, <laughs> help yourself before you get home. Um, no, I, by the way, I found a, an answer to the, the fries craving that is not as bad as, as um, frying the potatoes. And yes. that is, I bought myself, it's tiny, a little air fryer. I gotcha. I, we got one too. We bought one too. And you like it? It's the best thing ever. It's a lot less oil. Well, it's no oil. I mean, well, uh, we'd put the frozen French fries in there, which I assume were prepared with some level of oil to start with. But you can just put a pile of French fries, a frozen French fries, into the air fryer and turn it on for 10 minutes or whatever it takes. Do almost nothing to it. I think we t- we shake it once. Yes, you shake it. Right. And uh, it's perfect. Perfect. Well, you, with mine, you just, I, I made mine from scratch. Oh, you did? Oh, then you need a little oil. Yeah, yeah. I started with a potato, a real honest-to-God potato. Uh, Yeah. And cut it up, you know, in in little logs or whatever you call them. And I put, I think it was like a half a tablespoon of oil. You just put it over and mix it in. So if you really have to mix it or you don't get everything coated, that's how little oil there is. And that's that's fine. I might even try it in my fryer without any oil just to see. Because you don't put any oil in the actual fryer. But 
Yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's 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 a little amount if you were to if you were to actually try. I have not heard that cooking your own fries from potatoes is really a good idea. But if you did it and it works, I'm encouraged to hear that it does. That's great. Listen, I do enough frozen stuff, and I try to get an ingredient list that is very short. So Mm. I don't want a million things in there, especially things I can't pronounce and nothing partially hydrogenated. Right. Exactly. No, it's, it's, uh, it's a great invention. Don't buy a big expensive one that does a million different things. Just get a small, small one. That's not too expensive because we tried the bigger one first and it wasn't good. The small, get the nice little compact ones. Yeah. Small footprint on my counter. There you go. Uh, We are out of time. Listen, Susan, thanks for doing this today. Um, What is your final thought for the day? Don't put pineapple on pizza. Don't put pineapple on pizza. You know what? I think the people who have pineapple on pizza should sit in a separate section with knives and forks to eat it. As someone who enjoys pineapple on pizza... I'm going to just like let this go, but I don't see what the hostility is about. I don't get the hostility for pineapple on pizza. It's not, there's nothing, it's pizza. It's bread and it's sauce. And if you want whatever you want on it, it's not, it's not a sacrilege to bread and sauce and cheese. After this podcast, you know what I want you to do? I want you to walk into the. I want you to walk into your kitchen, get yourself a piece of bread, and throw a little tomato sauce on it, and even throw some cheese, and put it under the grill, and see if that tastes like pizza. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we'll say thanks for joining us. For all the stuff that matters when you're 60-plus, visit us at olderandwiser.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Susan. Bye. Go have a pizza. (laughs) No pineapple.